Welcome to episode eight of Crossword, Perspectives on WordPress and the Open Web. I'm Jonathan. I'm Luke. Hey, How have Luke. you been? I'm sorry for the break. I think we've both had a little bit of interruptions in our lives. It it just makes getting back together that much sweeter. It's good to, <laughs> good to be doing this again. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, but I think that's fairly unexpected. We probably going to be doing this weekly from here on. Yeah, that's, that's a dangerous thought. Yes, we probably will be doing this weekly. We're, we're going to try anyway. shy of commitment. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to WordCamp Asia. Me too. Yeah, It's coming up soon. We're, we've got flights. We've got accommodation. We I even managed to sort out tickets, which was a little bit difficult at the last minute. Are you nervous about getting sick? There's people talking about this. Um, I, I'm in mixed opinions about it. You know, like on the one hand, I think it's probably being blown out of proportion. But on the other hand... I think it's pretty likely that China is uh, hiding the true extent of of how bad it is over there. Even they would so, never. there's only a, a small amount of cases in Thailand. If it gets yeah. if it gets much worse, we can reconsider, of course. Well, no, I mean, and I've been following the updates from the organizing team, and so far they're like, yeah, we're watching this. It's all good. I mean. There's always risks in travel. I would just did a trip the other week and was surprised that the number of masks I saw for folks traveling within the continental U.S. I was like, "All right, guys, seems a little excessive." Yeah, but um, well, anyway. I I think that probably we can leave that topic with the recommendation that listeners refer to their local government's travel advice. Yep, uh, not social media. And uh, look for those who are able to make it. We're looking forward to seeing you at WordCamp Asia. Yeah, we might even record a podcast there. What, what do you think? Maybe. We'll see. Let's see. Yes. That'd be fun. <laughs> so you wrote an article. This time you wrote an article. Um, about time. Yeah. It's been a little <laughs> while about democratizing commerce. Perhaps you could set us up with the background on why you feel it's important to democratize commerce. Oh, man. Well, why is it important to democratize commerce? For me, I took it at a personal level and looking back on my own sort of story growing up and seeing the role that commerce played, um, my mom made the decision to, after my father passed when I was young, to stay at home and she wanted to homeschool us and raise us in a, you know, in a, in a, you know, a good environment. And in order to do that, she had to figure out a way to provide for us and she turned to commerce to do that, finding you know, things that she could create that would provide value locally and selling things. And it was very industrious from a young age. And we got involved on, in that early. And as I've looked at my own history as an entrepreneur and the things that I've experienced and the, you know, the uh, experiences that I've had, there's been a very consistent thread of entrepreneurialism and sort of commerce through that. And in my own experience, I'd always felt empowered and to, to be able to, oh, I can start this business. I can sell this thing here. I can do that. And as the web matured and as WordPress came onto the scene, it just was a very natural extension. So the thing that I think I have a, a bit of a problem with is, is just a language thing. It's just a mm. definition thing. It's what do we mean when we say democratization? Because I'm okay. almost certain that we don't mean democratization. And And of course, for anyone who's Let's, let's not make an assumption about it. The, the idea of democratizing commerce is a direct extension of WordPress's own mission to democratize publishing. Hence, you know, it's, it's a worthy conversation. What does it mean? 
Um, so I, I don't think it means allowing people to vote about the future. Sure. Uh, and what we, I think what we do mean by democratization is really more about accessibility. Yes. When you when you look up the word, um, there's a couple of different definitions. There's of course the introduction of a democratic system or democratic principles, and that's that's. I, I agree with you. That's part of that's what this isn't so much as the second definition, which is the making of something accessible to everyone. Mm. And that's become a more common like you see the word used in that context. It's become a more a more common thing, but it is worth calling out consciously. And that's certainly what it means for me. Yeah. Democratizing publishing is about making publishing on the Web. I mean, it's we sort of take it for granted now, but WordPress at the time, that was a fairly like that's part of why I think it's as successful as it has been it opened up capability that just wasn't easily accessible previously. And then and that's, that, that, that leads into my second sort of run on point from this, which is I think that WooCommerce and even WordPress need to get a little bit more crispy about what it means to be accessible to anyone. Sure. There, there are other free blogging platforms that anyone can use and, and also there are paid blog blogging platforms, uh, and so you could say that the paid ones aren't accessible because they require a level of income, wealth. Some people don't yeah. even have credit cards, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, but but wouldn't you say that Medium is accessible to anyone, uh, democratic in that sense? And and by the same token, surely since the monetization of Shopify uh Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe Shopify doesn't require any upfront payment. It takes a cut of sales. I think it's a minimum of nineteen dollars a month. Okay. To right. to just set up a store, like unless I'm wrong, I don't think they have a free plan. So similar to the amount of money you'd pay for WordPress hosting. Sure. Yeah, but let's say they changed it tomorrow. Yes, yeah. and suddenly suddenly made Shopify free. Let's say they did that. Yeah. So isn't isn't that democratic? Um, sure. I mean, it's a move in the right direction, right? Like, I don't think we have, we've had conversations about WordPress as an operating system. And one of the, the ideas that I've accepted is it's less about being the operating system for the open web and versus an operating system for the open web. And like people will use other platforms as their operating system. Mm. And, you know, I've mentioned this before, Shopify internally refers to what they're doing is developing a retail operating system. So I think it's great that there are options. Ultimately, my care for an interest in WordPress is that I want it to be a great, if not the best option for building things on the open web. Um, yeah. So you keep there are certainly the, our the choices web, as opposed <laughs> to the proprietary web. Yes. Uh, and I think that's the important distinction that isn't necessarily called out in your article necessarily called out in some of the marketing around WordPress and e-commerce is this distinction between what's open, uh, what's self-hosted, what's owned versus proprietary closed systems. And to me, that is the more interesting aspect of WooCommerce. That's the more interesting mm. aspect, not so much the democratization. democratization. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's worth adding to the discussion. I've had to wrestle a bit with what does it mean to be an open web? And 
as I've thought about it, like there are really like two characteristics that stand out. The first, and, and it's in line with this idea of democratization, is the accessibility. If it's open, it means that it's accessible, both in terms and primarily, let's like it. You don't have to pay to get online, right? Now, that's not the case in a lot of places, but well, in general, well, once this you is what I'm out, challenging, though. It, I don't think that's necessarily the case. So, so yes, if it's open, it's accessible. That's true. But there, also, there's a second you can have accessibility characteristic though with closed. Sure. The second characteristic that stood out for me, at least, has is what I call a creatability. The ability to not just access it, but contribute to it. Like with Facebook, for instance, your creatability is fairly limited. You can post updates, but you're very much within the context and confines of what they allow you to do. With WordPress, you the limited is your imagination. Uh, there are certainly constraints, but overall, the idea, though, is focused on empowering you to create whatever you want to create, whether it's a traditional content site or going as far as you want to in the realm of commerce. That for me, and an open an open web is one where anyone can get onto it, but they can also create what they want to create on it. And that will include things that I don't care for. Yeah, but that's I, an important aspect of it. I really like that. I had a great conversation with someone. They pointed out to me the other day, like the reason one of the reasons why Woo has worked as well as it has is that it's an extension of WordPress in that like people are creating content in WordPress and they're wanting that natural next step in their relationship with who they're serving. And WooCommerce adds on into that and says, okay, now you can be in WordPress and you can also have a transaction relationship with the audience that you're serving. So if you really simplify it, it is just adding additional capability to the to the content that you're creating. Do you remember a little while back you and I consulted for big commerce? Yep. And one of the use cases, the main use case that, that they were trying to solve for as they thought about how can we work well with WordPress is the idea that there were people who had e-commerce stores. The, there were people who had focused on e-commerce first and then also wanted content. So I, that's, I think, how a lot of people think about WooCommerce. I think quite rarely it's the case that people have a website, create a blog, uh, or create a website with a few pages and then think, oh, I might like to maybe sell some things here as well. In fact, if that's the case, I find WooCommerce to be really big and heavy and bloated uh, for something along those lines. WooCommerce, the way it's set up, is more suited to, I want to sell stuff, so I'll install WordPress, and then the first thing I'll install after that is WooCommerce. Hmm. Man, I mean, one of the things that I'm hoping to get a much better sense of as the year goes on, because uh, for each example you're citing, I can think of people who've either done exactly that, like started out with content and just sort of grew it into an entire enterprise. I know folks who've done that. Uh, it's hard to have a sense because specific examples jump to mind and ultimately it's like, okay, what? Hmm. Because we're talking about democratization, we're talking about everyone, right? So. Hmm. You might be right. I don't know. It's I have the bias of antidotes, anecdotes rather, where I've seen this here, I've seen this work here, I've seen this not work over here. I don't know. Um, Ultimately, I I just think that there's an opportunity for WooCommerce to really define what separates it from Spotify because Spotify. I'm, I probably have done that a few times now. <laughs> separates it from Shopify. Yes. One of the things that I'm curious about 
the one of the challenges that I have in what I'm doing in community is the way that this moves forward is through volunteers. And when you're working with volunteers, like they're there because they want to be. And especially if you're trying to recruit and, and which is part of what I'm trying to do, get more people involved, there has to be a compelling reason. And it ultimately has to be something that's personal for them. For me, as I've thought about why I've volunteered over the years, like why I've gotten involved in meetups, why I've spent time answering questions or, or mentoring or like offering guidance, it's, I feel like I'm getting clearer on how to articulate it. But for me, it's always been rooted in that like desire to empower this, this hope that if you spend some time with someone that they'll suddenly be able to do things that they couldn't otherwise. And, and you can't know where that's going to go. I have to be especially sensitive to what, what is it that motivates someone who might be an amazing volunteer, but doesn't yet know where, what the cause is or what they could be connected to. And that's, that's what's driven me to think more about this mission. For me, what would motivate me to be involved in a community, I imagine it's the same for most people, is being really clear about I'm contributing towards a mission that's important. Yeah. I like that point. I mean, the way that I think about it, and what this is what's key to me when I focus on like inspiring commerce is the idea of creating value for others and sharing that value. Like that for me, because publishing, you could say the same things about publishing, right? Like it can be a very selfish endeavor where, you know, mm. I'm just writing about me and my stuff and kind of doing whatever. And, you know, I want more people to read it, but it's all trying energy to me. Or it can be focused exactly. on teaching. And yeah. so when I think about commerce, I'm like, people have value that they can create, uh, whether it's physical goods that they're creating and sharing with others, any number of things. And when I think about it, it's like, hey, you you as the entrepreneur, you have a value that you can create. I'd love to see you do that and share that value with others. But it's rooted in value. Otherwise, yes, like like with anything, it can be focused on extraction. And there's lots of people of who sell things that are of no value and they're yeah. just trying to extract. So, so I think that we need to go down that route and start to explore around this idea of how can we provide value Um and start to really define what sets WooCommerce apart from its competitors along those lines, as opposed to um, the idea of democratization, which seems a bit fuzzy to me. Yeah, I mean, within the context of, like I've started to think more about community values and that idea of inspiration, that's where that really fits in. What are we trying to inspire people to do? Not just like make a bunch of money, but, I just I want to see us try to call out the best in people, which is that focus not on what you can get, but what you can give. When I think about this idea of democratization in WordPress today, it feels, and this might feel a little ungenerous, but it feels it's kind of like whoever just shows up. Like languages will get worked on by people who will work on those languages, which is great. And that's sort of where it starts. But ultimately, we also need to be proactive about seeking out folks who don't feel included and saying, hey, we noticed that we don't support this language at all. Rather than waiting for someone in that community to show up and work on it, why don't we try to bring that community in and include them in the process? I read a book a few years ago. Uh, it's called Walk Away by Cory Doctorow. Have hmm. you heard of it? No. It, What's it about? It, it's about a number of things. But one of the things that it grapples with is it puts the characters 
in the context of an open source house. It's a sci-fi. It's set in the future. Oh, interesting. And it's like <laughs> a, a big shared house uh, with it's it's more like a backpackers, but you don't have to pay. It's free. It's democratized. <laughs> the, if if you want to eat, then you grab some food, but someone had to have cooked it. And uh, it's if you uh, if there are no dishes, then you should probably do some washing up. And then there are some people who naturally just always do the washing up because that's their contribution and they want to be contributing. And there are some people who just loaf around and live off the generosity of others. And there are some people who sort of run the show and it's very, very similar to WordPress as, a, as an open source mm. project. They have meetings and they have track tickets. Uh, if, if, the, if the dishes are dirty, you open a ticket to say the dishes need to be done and the smart lighting in the house highlights the area where the areas which need the most attention. <laughs> it's it's a super interesting concept. Anyway, I'd, I'd recommend it as a read right. to anyone who's interested in how to engage people in and especially engaging volunteers contributing to an open source project. I read a book on um, which which has been really helpful on the inspiration front on like how a political campaign pretty significant one was organized and how like just volunteering was such a huge aspect of it so again it comes people have to like sometimes some someone will do something just because you've asked them to but if they're going to do something for a long period of time and go through hardship and difficulty it has to be something they really believe in mm. i'll check out walk away that sounds like an interesting book that's a great so book. i'm early in all this but i i'm personally excited and excited to learn more and see where it goes man thanks so much for hanging out yeah man always we'll see you next week and then asia wow so soon all right bye